Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another Ask Zach. Today, we're going to talk about Boss's Hall of Fame of Delay Pedals, which basically I'm going to cover the three pedals that they uh, released in the 1980s, except for the uh, digital, the DSD digital sampler. So I'm going to cover the, uh, the mighty DM2, the DD2, first digital delay pedal that they made, and the DM3. And I'm going to, you know, kind of show you how they sound. I'm going to give you some sample settings, going to give you a little history. And then at the end, I'm going to tell you which one is my favorite. All right. But first, if you've been enjoying the show and you haven't subscribed yet, well, please go down in the corner. And then also, uh, we now have friends of Ask Zach. So I've had requests for people, you know, wanting to support the show on a regular basis. And you can find out more by going to askzach.com which is also where you'll find the, uh, you know, the store where you can pick up a t-shirt like this one or a mug. And also there's tip jar information in the description if you'd rather do that. All right, so let's start off with the DM2. So this was released in 1981 and it was Boss's first compact delay pedal. So now before that, they'd had the DM1, and the DM1 was about the size of a CE1. So it was kind of that big kind of cast uh, housing and uh, quite a bit larger. So, But this was Boss's first delay pedal in their small and, golly, uh, earth-shattering, really, um, you know, design. I mean, golly, I can't think of anyone that makes a better pedal housing than, uh, than Boss. You, know, you can say what you want about their circuits or you know what they're doing, but uh, I don't think anyone has released a uh, a better pedal design than Boss. So, all right. So when this was released, it was one hundred and ninety nine dollars, which if you take into inflation, that is four hundred and ninety five dollars in today's money. So can you imagine paying four hundred and ninety five dollars? for an analog delay pedal with 300 milliseconds of delay time. Well, I guess if you're willing to buy an Aquapus or an original one or something like that. But even with the inflated values that these have, um, you know, on the collector's market, they're still not as much as they were when they were brand new. And again, it was a big deal to have a, a compact, you know, analog delay pedal. So let's, uh, let me uh, plug this in and uh, we'll, we'll hear it real quick. 
All right, now we're, we're plugged in and everything. We've got the, uh, the DM2 underfoot. And I have it set where the uh, the repeat rate, which is actually the delay time, I have it set uh, at uh, you know kind of at two o'clock, basically pointing toward the on-off LED. I have the intensity all the way down so that you only have a single repeat, and then the echo, which is actually uh, the volume of the uh, of the repeat. I have that up around ten o'clock, or kind of pointing one of the other knobs. So, and, and this is what it sounds like, and I'll just warn you, it's, it's dark. You know, it's, it's one of your stereotypical dark analog delays. And I have to add a little further information. The DM2 that I have is not the, uh, the first issue version that has a, a bigger, you know, delay chip on it. This is the later version, uh, but, you know, it's a good pedal, but it's not my favorite. And in fact, if I were going to get rid of one of these three, it would be the DM2. And it's because it's, it's really dark sounding. And if I really want to fatten something up, it's good for that. It's good for slapback, but I don't like anything longer than that. It gets too murky for me, but for other people, they, they love it. So, but this is it just, you know, doing slapback. Set the echo a little louder and do a little more, uh, you know, kind of sun era stuff. Now what this does do well is it will oscillate. So uh, I'm gonna have to stop it because it'll just go crazy, but. All right, so that of course will you know, blow your speaker and stuff. So yeah, so that's, that's the DM2. And this one, uh, funnily enough, I got at a shop in Paris, France in 1999 for uh, you know, around $40 and it was in the box and everything. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. And even though I, I don't love everything that it does, I'm, you know, I'm not going to part with it. All right, let's move on. All right. Next up, we have the Boss DD2. It was released in 1983 and it stayed in production until 1986. And this was, of course, the first compact you know, pedal that was digital. So this was a, this was a first, you know, ac across the board. So, uh, I love this pedal and, uh, had it for a long time. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just a, a really, really musical sounding delay with a lot of, you know, it has 800 milliseconds. So it's got enough to do, you know, ballads and chicken picking and all sorts of things. So, but this pedal, this is going to blow your mind. It was $275 when it was released in 1983, which translates to $683 in today's money. Okay, these used are in the $150 range, okay? So, I mean, these are a, 
a great deal. And, you know, yes, times change, technology changes, but I still think this thing holds up. So, uh, yeah, of course, as most people know, this had the SDE 3000 chip in it, which, you know, it's easy to see if you take the back off the, you know, the bottom of the pedal, the chip takes it, it goes all the way across, barely fits, you know, you know, lengthwise. So, uh, yeah. And so whenever anyone's trying to sell one of these, always get a gut shot because sometimes people will actually take the DD2, you know, this part of a DD2 or something, or they'll say, oh, it's a DD3 with the big chip. We'll always make sure they actually put a shot where you can see the big chip on there. So anyway, so let's plug it in. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to show a couple different settings on this because it's, of course it's got longer delay time and uh, yeah, we'll get going. So give me a second. So that, of course, I was tuned down, uh, I tuned the low E string down to D, and that's with the controls all at noon. So it's, you know, set it at maximum delay time, and then, you know, the effect level, the feedback, everything's at noon. And to me, that's what I think of as kind of like your your big delay sound. I always think of like, uh, you know, Joe Walsh from like James Gang era stuff, you know, where he'd do all this stuff. And sometimes he would uh, space it out so you'd hear the repeats, and sometimes he would play where everything was kind of crashing against each other, and you got this kind of wonderful smearing concophony. So, he, you know, he might do, you know, like, So anyway, that's that's kind of a fun, you know, longer delay time thing that you can do that I like a lot. Uh, and, and that's kind of a common way that people will use a DD3 or a DD2 is just all the controls at noon. Uh, next uh, would be the way Albert Lee or John Jorgensen would use it in a uh, where the delay is as loud as the original note that you played for kind of that dotted eighth note thing like Albert Lee did on Emmylou's Sisters Coming Home or his version of Country Boy or, you know, Jorgensen did on uh, like Orange, Orange Blossom Special or The Price I Pay. So for that, we're going to turn the effect level all, all the way up, going to turn the feedback all the way off because you just want one repeat. And then the delay time is going to stay the same at, at noon. And let's let's tune the low E string back up to E. Okay. 
Then you get kind of the thing like Jorgensen did on, uh, you know, Orange Blossom Special. You get that. You get that kind of thing. So that that's really fun. Uh, yeah, and that's a fun, uh, a fun you know, trick to... Uh, to put on stuff, and of course, it makes it sound like you're playing a million miles an hour, and you're just playing, you know, quarter notes. Uh, yeah. Then let's let's get to something more subtle. We're gonna keep. So now I'm I'm keeping the delay time still at noon. So again, all these settings have been the exact same delay time, but now I've changed the uh, the feedback is down at nine o'clock, and the uh, the level is down at at nine o'clock also, and then you get. Now, this is kind of what I think of as like, you know, Reggie Young, you know, kind of delay setting. And here I'll just play something staccato so you can hear the repeat. All right. So that's a really good, you know, setting for that kind of thing. Then this is what I would think of as kind of an all-purpose, you know, delay setting that you could kind of have for anything that you're playing because it's almost more like a, it's a little bit more, you know, reverb-esque, I guess you would say. Okay, so now I have the delay time at 9 o'clock. I have the feedback straight up and down at noon, and then I have the effect level at 9 o'clock, and you get this kind of thing. So this is a setting where you know you can play a ballad, you can play chicken picking. Yeah, it doesn't really get in the way. You know, it's you know it's actually cool for, for just about anything. So if you you're only going to have one delay pedal, no tap tempo or anything, that's a good kind of all-purpose setting. You know, because a lot of those other settings will get in the way when you start playing faster and, and things like that. So that's that's a really good one because you can, you know, you can do. You know, that kind of thing, it'll work with that. All right, last setting. Uh, we're actually gonna change the, uh, the mode knob. We're gonna go away from the longer delay time. And this is the kind of Brad Paisley, John Jorgensen, uh, chicken picking slapback sound. All right, so now we've got the mode set at the, uh, you know, the, the setting below uh, 800 milliseconds. Now we've got the delay time at uh, three o'clock. We've got feedback off, so we only have one repeat and we've got effect level at nine o'clock. And then you get, you know, this kind of thing. You know that. That's, you know. Great for that. And that's, you know, that's the setting that, you know, Brad used. And uh, I know because I was there. So that's the, uh, 
the DD2, and uh, it's a it's a great one. And yes, John Jorgensen still uses one to this day. Brad still uses one. Um, yeah, it's a and of course it was used, uh, you know, by a Pete Cornish in some of his expensive uh, Echo units. You know, David Gilmore used them. Yeah, the the DD2 is such a killer pedal, and again, you can find them all over Reverb for like somewhere in between you know 100 and 200 bucks. A lot of them are in the 150 range, which is just it's just a, a stellar deal on a on a delay pedal. All right, now we're gonna hit on the DM3. All right, guys, next up is the Boss DM3. So, and this really has a funny story about why it came about. So Boss had the DM2, and it, of course, was $199. Well, then they came out with the DD2, and it was $275. And they felt like even with the gap there was in the price between those two pedals, they felt like there was not a big enough gap. And so they decided to uh, you know, remove the, D the DM2 from the lineup because they wanted to introduce a new one that was going to be at a lower price. And from working at True Tone, I can tell you that uh, dealers don't like it when you lower prices on an item. If you want to make, you know, if you want to lower the price, you're better off releasing a new model. So that way it doesn't affect the value of the stock that dealers have. So that's exactly what Boss did. Boss uh, removed the DM2 from their lineup and they released the DM3 and it was 189 so it was a 10 dollars cheaper than the uh than the dm2 and it's a different pedal so one of course they changed the the color on it you know you can see it went from that darker maroon to a, like more of a pinkish red then of course of course you have the gray writing and you have these unique knobs that are only on a handful of of boss pedals uh, also the circuitry is not the same this has a compander and, and some type of filtering in it, and so it's quieter than the DM2. And also the repeats are clearer sounding. And uh, I'm just gonna say right now, I like this pedal better than the DM2. I'm not gonna get rid of my DM2, but to me, this is a, a better pedal, and it's much cheaper. You know, these you can find, you know, all day long, you know, in the $150 range, you know, all over Reverb and eBay, and it's a, killer killer pedal so this was introduced in 1984 and it just ran from 84 to 88 it was 189 dollars which of course is 470 dollars uh you know by today's pricing and that of course had 300 milliseconds of uh of delay time so here i'm going to go ahead and uh and i'm going to plug it in but first i'm going to you know get the get it set the way i, I want it so this is kind of the way I, I like to set them, you know, where the repeat rate is setting toward the LED and the intensity, you know, is off. And then the, uh, you know, the echo is about here at, you know, 10 o'clock. That's kind of my slapback setting on the DM3 or the DM2. So here, let's plug that in. All right, here's some slapback on the, uh, on the DM3. And I'm purposely gonna play you know, like that, uh,
It might be subtle to you, but I, you know, the DM3 is just a little more open and less murky sounding. The other thing I really like about this pedal is uh, if I turn the intensity all the way up, it doesn't oscillate. It just gives you a, a, a ton of repeats, but doesn't go into oscillation. And so I'm going to turn it to the maximum, you know, 300 millisecond delay time and uh, the intensity all the way up and, and show you one of the ways that I like to use this pedal. So this setting makes me play less, you know, because you have... See, it sustains it out for a while. So here I'm just going to hit something staccato so you can really hear what it's doing. But again, it doesn't oscillate, you know, so you can... It's really, really fun. So, yeah, on my on my board, I mainly use the DM3, and I'll switch between either a slapback or that kind of setting. Or when I want de longer delay times, I'll actually use a Line 6 Echo Park. And that's just because it's got a good tap tempo thing on there, and sometimes you just have to have that. Now, here's my big, you know, takeaway. If I were only gonna have one delay pedal, It'd be this guy. So I love the DD2. You know, the problem is, you know, you kind of have to, you know, bend over and change settings on it. But it's just, if you were just going to have one delay pedal on your board, this would be it for me. You know, it just has such sweet sounding repeats. And it doesn't matter if you're doing kind of like that Albert Lee, John Jorgensen delay thing with, you know, kind of the dotted eight thing. The repeats sound perfect for that. You know, because they don't, they're not murky sounding. They're not affected. They're not like all flanged out or modulated or anything weird. They just sound really natural. The slapback sounds really good. It has the right amount of, you know, kind of sizzle to it. It really, you know, kind of makes your guitar part kind of jump out. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that John Jorgensen and, you know, my buddy, you know, my old friend Brad, you know, still use it. So it's just a, it's a great pedal. And, uh, you know, if I were going to go out and tell somebody to go buy a delay pedal and you're only going to have one, uh, I would get this, unless of course you're playing in a church or something, you gotta have a tap tempo delay. Well, you might wanna get a Strymon or that Line 6 Echo Park. So if you can't tell, I love old Boss pedals and uh, it was fun to take a look back at these three of my favorites. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, 
Check out my website, AskZach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.